Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, Kelly McCausey, you are the co-founder of Beachpreneurs and the owner of Love People and Make Money. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. And so you have created a community, created a community some time ago, and would you say that that community is primarily female business owners? Is that right? It is. I don't, I don't describe myself as being 100% for females because I do get dudes showing up. They're not banned, yep. except at Beachpreneurs. They are actually banned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We remember that one year with Gerald. There'll never be a repeat of that again. <laughs> I'm just making <laughs> so stories. True. I don't know. Now, one thing that I'm, I'm really impressed with, I'm, here's what we're going to talk about in this conversation. Two things. Number one is that you've been hosting an event, and this year is going to be your sixth annual event. Yes. So obviously, when you do an event six years in a row, you've probably learned some things over the years. And so, yeah. uh, first off, I'd like to start by asking you, what gave you the audacity to start an event? And and so, the name of the event is, is it Love People Make Money? No, 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 no. What's the name of it? Exposure and Profit. Exposure and Profit. And, and, and you have a dedicated website for that as well, right? Yes. Exposure That's exposure. I'll, 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 I'll say it's exposureandprofit.com. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so Kelly, tell me what happens at exposureandprofit.com. And again, what gave you the audacity to think that you could start your own event? So EP is all about content marketing and community building. Mm. It's a single track event uh, with multiple speakers who I've handpicked for their prowess in content creation, promotion, community building, um, and just thriving in a community atmosphere online and in person. Okay. And, and why do you do this from a business standpoint? Well, you know, I built my business 100% online from the beginning, and I actually really wanted to Stay there. I did not want to get out from behind the computer and put myself out there in person. I liked the the kind of private, anonymous nature of the internet. When I was getting started, we didn't even put our pictures online. Right. Uh, but I went to an event in 2009 where I met some friends who I'd been uh, in partnership with online for many years, and I was hooked. Just the real world experience of dining with friends and laughing in hotel rooms until late at night. And I saw the impact that it had for me in, there were people who pursued me about partnerships who had never shown any interest before that. And uh, I, I continued to pursue participating in events for many years um, before I decided to have my own. I'm just a big fan of what it does for me and what yeah. it creates for others. 
Um, and so, but do you make money with the event or, I mean, is it, is it a good business venture? It's a good question. My first event, I had heard a horror story about a gal who had signed a hotel contract and then not been able to sell enough tickets and had to cancel the event and it cost her a fortune. So when I decided to have my event, I sat down and I did the math of like, what's the worst that could happen to me if I didn't fill the hotel rooms I'd promised to fill, if I didn't sell enough tickets, if it were just me and my speakers sitting around looking at each other, wondering what Mm. the hell happened. Yeah. I came up with a dollar amount and I proceeded to save it for the next nine months while I promoted my event like crazy because I just didn't want the stress of what could happen. Unfortunately, I got to the event and I did have people pay to be there and the event did pay for itself, Um, but it didn't make money. The first two years, it didn't make any money. And then two more years, I think it would have made money if I didn't pay some ridiculous, stupid tax and mistakes I made. <laughs> yeah. And f- the fifth year, it was profitable. Wow. Well, good. And you, you, you stuck with it. Oh, um, yeah. So, so, Kelly, the majority of your income you make from selling online courses and you do consulting or coaching as yes. well. Is that right? Yes. Um, so one of the ways that that you gain customers, uh, obviously you have a big community and that's really helpful, but you have an affiliate program. Yeah. And can you can you talk about how you got that off the ground and how that has helped you business-wise? So in 2004, I was partnering with Alice Siva. We started a membership site for work-at-home moms. It was called Mom Masterminds and it was a paid membership with an affiliate program, but you couldn't be an affiliate if you weren't a member. Um, So members would join the program and then they would get their affiliate link and invite their friends. And it grew, the the membership grew like crazy uh, because of that referral program. It's like we didn't have to advertise, our members advertised us. So that Mm. was my very first experience with selling digital information, had an affiliate program attached. So I've never done it any other way since then when I started to sell individual products there was always an affiliate program um I pay 50% commissions on my digital products 30% on group programs and 10% on coaching so uh people are highly motivated to share it with with the people that need it no kidding I'm thrilled to send those commissions yeah, exactly. You and I talked before this interview and I said, you know, I'd much rather give money to my friends than <laughs> Menlo Park. Uh, yeah. You know, Mark Zuckerberg's got enough money, even though he has to pay the billions of dollars in fines. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, again, I like the more, and I think that the future is more about personal recommendations anyway. Like yeah. we're, we're sick of being sold to by ads, but you know, uh, if, you know, if I'm following someone and I trust what they have to say, uh, and like, as we're recording this, like we're doing an affiliate program with one of our clients tomorrow, and I'm thrilled to talk about their product because I have so much personal experience with it and I want the world to know about it. So 
I, I have, you know, I've been doing live streaming and all kinds of stuff to promote it because yeah. um, I, I really, really love the product. And I think people can feel that sincerity and that authenticity and it comes across much better than say an ad that's got the, the right talking points or something. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to advertise. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have a, any kind of training or degree in it. Um, but I know how to be in relationship and I know how to solve problems for my market. So, um, you know, I focus on creating something that solves a problem and then let them share it with their friends and it builds my business. Now, what are some tips that you could recommend to someone that has either digital products or they have other services and they'd like to, uh, attract more affiliates to promote their product. How, like, uh, how, what, what do you rec- how do you recommend that they succeed at that? Affiliate outreach is is I hate saying something is hard, but affiliate outreach is hard. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can find somebody who has a blog or a podcast, and they cover the topic that you're that you have a solution for, and you can reach out to them and say, "I have a solution for you." And I'll pay you to share it with your people. And, and, you know, here's 15 reasons why it's such a great fit. And they will ignore you Mm. because why should they believe you? Right. Um, Which is another reason why I like in-person events and podcasting so much because I, my affiliates come find me, you know, they, they hear me on a podcast. They see me speak. They come to be because they come and say, oh my gosh, you're the perfect person for my community. I need to be your affiliate. It always looks better when you can pull them in versus chase them down. But the number one thing you can do to attract affiliates is have a generous commission, lots of affiliate tools, really clear information about when you're going to pay, consistency in paying. Um, That's huge. Because there's, you know, there's some affiliate programs out there that I've considered promoting, but they have a really ungenerous commission structure, like 15% yeah. on a digital product. I'm like, forget you. I'm not going to go warm up my community, build a body of content around your product for 15%. Interesting. You know, when it's 100% digital, super affiliates are not budging. Um, off of 50%. That's the industry standard in our world. Yeah. So if somebody has, let's say they have a a $500 price point product, but you know, they're looking at their hard costs and they're like, you know, there's about three, you know, 200 some dollars in hard costs because we, Mm -hmm. you know, of all the support we give them and that sort of thing. Uh, It would probably be better that they raise their price so that they can, pay more out to the affiliate. Yeah, I think hard costs is, is a challenging question. Um, like a, when uh, for me, a hard cost is, you know, somebody buys something and I send them this mug. That's a hard cost. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to pay a 50% commission on those dollars. Right, exactly. Um, but the, the thing is, is, I trust somebody to know what their expenses are, but on the Uh digital product delivery, 
where it's like a it's it's a PDF download, it's a video I'm going to watch, it's an audio yeah, I'm going to watch. Right. Come on, they don't have any hard costs there. Yeah, your hard. Costs <laughs> they might like to make money, but <laughs> yeah, dramatically. Um, to deliver it, you know, if I'm going to send you, you know, if I'm going to send you 20 more people to give you 500 bucks, you know, what's that worth to you? Right. And especially here's the thing about digital information product commissions. Um, it, it all, it all depends. I can come down off of that 50% if there's something recurring in it for me. Yeah. Or if you've got a beautiful funnel where I'm going to earn future commissions on something else, mm. it all goes into the mix. Interesting. Interesting. Well, this, I'm so glad we had this conversation. Any other best practices in terms of ongoing communication with your affiliates? <laughs> ongoing communication? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have some. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so about 30% of my overall income has been affiliate 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 commissions earned from other people's products. And that has been true for me since about 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, So the, the affiliate programs that stay in touch with me, that let me know what's coming up, that provide me with resources, that ask me how we can partner, they're getting my attention. Um, You know, the, there are affiliate programs that uh, that just are not very good about that. They don't keep wow. they don't keep us informed. They don't let us know what's coming up. I happen to be a fly by the seat of my pants kind of gal. So you can literally come up to me and say, "Hey, I got a special next week. Want to promote it?" I might say, "Yeah," um, but I have friends who would not know what to do with you because they have a marketing calendar that right. you know is filled up for two two months at a time. Yep. Right, right. Communication is everything. And, um, you know, some people need to have an affiliate manager to do that. Have an affiliate manager that's highly focused on the relationship and the community. Mm -hmm. Um, not, not a salesman affiliate managers. This is my opinion. Affiliate managers should not be salesmen because they annoy affiliates. They should just, they should know the community and it's like, Make sure, so the community, if the community are affiliates, then I I would imagine then that the affiliate manager should be, my job is to, you know, when it fits in your calendar, I want to help you earn as much money and serve your audience as best as you possibly can. Yeah. It's kind of what my guess is, right? Yeah. My best affiliate, the people who who stay in touch with me, they're not just letting me know what they're doing. They know what I'm doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because in my in my particular world, there's a lot of, you know, I'm an affiliate for you. You're an affiliate for me. Yeah. Um. So we're just aware of what's happening in the community. We're showing interest in each other. Um. The a sale an affiliate manager who acts like a salesman makes me feel like running the other way. I don't. Oh yeah. Communications. When somebody, when an affiliate is that, that, you know, that you've been podcasting about this lately, you know, let's find something cool that connects to that. Yeah. That's so dang helpful and, and, and creative. Um, so just my, my wish list. Yeah. You know, you actually, I'm on your website right now at uh, love people make 
money. Uh, and that you actually have an article uh, called Great Affiliate Relationships Are Priceless. So you yeah. talk about where do you find affiliates, have affiliate creatives available, nurturing the relationship, keep in touch, keep it fun. Uh, and then you've got a free download associated with that. Um, I think one thing that I didn't ask is um, where do you find affiliates? In my own community, um, my competitors meet them meet them at events. Um, I when it comes to doing affiliate outreach, I start the relationship first. I show interest in them. If they're a good affiliate for me, they're reaching the same community of people, not the same group of people, but a similar community of people. So yeah. we have something in common, you know? Um, so I reach out to develop a relationship. Pod, I'm a, I have a podcast. So I invite them to be a guest on my podcast. Right. Uh, I, might, um, I might buy their product and mm -hmm. review it for my people, um, you know, in order to get that flow going. Um, I suppose if you wanted to, if you, let's say you had identified somebody that would make a great affiliate partner, you could also probably offer to give them the product pro bono as well so that they could get some experience with it. Yeah, that, yes, and I, as a practice, I don't find it to be highly useful in moving the relationship forward. Mm. Um, what, is it, what do you mean? They're busy. So. Yeah. For me to come to you and say, hey, Josh, I, I think we would have a great JV going here. Let me give you my product to review. You go, huh, thanks. Like I needed that added to my Yeah, story. right. You know? Sure. But, yeah, but yes, be willing to. I'm, I'm definitely willing oh, yeah. to make that offer. You, I don't know. Like, yes, and. Just be aware that what you feel, it feels like an offer to you feels like a demand to them. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So would it, what would the better approach be then? To show interest in them, to show interest in their community, yeah. to ask them, what can I do to be a blessing to you? I think, I think our community mm. are very simpatico. How can we JV? I love it. I love it. Well, Kelly, this has been really great. So Kelly McCausey, you are the, um, you're the founder of Love People Make Money. And of course, you've got your event coming up this fall. Uh, what are the dates and what, what is the website for that event? Exposureandprofit.com. It is October 11th, 12th, and 13th. All right. And, and is that the beach event that, that's for female entrepreneurs? No, that's the Atlanta content marketing company. Atlanta, right, right, okay. Dudes are allowed. Oh, dudes are allowed at this one. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, if only good Atlanta to, good to had hear. a beach. That would be awesome. Terrific. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. 
We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.